With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Greetings to those who watch below. Before we start today's out-of-this-world video, I'd like to say a huge thank you and give a shout-out to those who dwell below, an exclusive channel membership that you can check out using the link in the description box. So thank you to Steffi Ray, Wicked Witch, Jess Black Curtain, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, Christina Groves, and our latest member of those who dwell below, Finn McCall. So it's been a while since my very first Alien Abductions video, and I thought what better way to start this week than with another roundup of true, terrifying alien abduction encounters. Family Abduction Experiences by Informal Abies 8703 Around 40 years ago, my mother used to get abducted several times. Each time she would see a bright white light that existed as a point. Then she would end up getting sucked into it. It used to scare the hell out of her and she still has problems talking about it, even now. She told me about the one time the entire family got abducted. They brought her to a spaceship, where there was a bunch of scared people, and lots of small grey aliens that took samples from them. They would send people towards a tube, which would shrink them down and suck them up. She fought, apparently, going into the tube, but she got sucked into it and woke up in her bed. If you ask my grandmother, Apparently, she doesn't remember it. One time she got abducted, she got sucked into a white light and ended up getting examined by tall, friendly-looking pink aliens that she said looked like the cover of the book Communion, which I presume anyone with knowledge of alien abductions has probably heard of. She said they examined her, said something about my now father, and started laughing. She told them that wasn't funny, and they said, yes, it is funny. They got her up, and she went to an office. The building they brought her into was literally built by having trees that would grow and be bent into walls and floors. One of the aliens apparently sat at a desk, explained that he was some sort of alien family child psychologist or something, and took her on a tour of the place. He then apparently explained that their people had crashed on Earth thousands of years ago, and had interbred with some of the people on Earth there and that she carried some of their genes as a direct descendant. Outside was very green, misty jungle, with cloudy skies and an orange sun, so it wasn't on Earth. The one alien explained that they generated their power from rain that fell from the sky, 
and they took her to a room that looked like the room where Mon Mothma gives out the awards in Star Wars. And there was a large black brick hole in the floor where the rain gathered, and that's supposedly how they generated electricity. They put her asleep after this, and she woke up in bed. She thinks they might be dreams. I remember calling her up when the reports about David Fravor's account surfaced, and I remember telling her after reading it in a panic, it's real, it's all real. And she got scared and silent, and hung up on me, didn't talk to me for a day. Fast forward a year or two to a guy I used to hang out with, who I met working as a janitor at the university. He tells me that he gets abducted all the time. I had just read The Allies of Humanity, and after Fravor's accounts became public, I changed the video games I was working on at the time to reflect some of the greater community realities that Marshall V. and Summers describes in there. Immediately prior to the following, I'm asleep late one night in my bed. I wake up and I see this blue light coming over the mountain next to the neighbour's house, right up to the edge of the tree line, hovering, making a sound like those damned dropships in Half-Life 2. It gets close to the edge of the tree line, and then it zooms off way fast into the sky. So I fall asleep, and have this dream that I'm running around this ship in low gravity, faster than I could in real life, and trying to outrun something, laughing as I'm doing it. Next thing I know, it feels like I'm suffocating. Everything is black and I have this mask on. Then I wake up in bed again. After that, I have the brilliant idea of whenever my friend gets abducted, to have him ask the aliens questions that I would tell them, and I would use the responses based on whatever they say to create mechanics in the video game I was working on. Immediately after seeing that blue light, he comes into work, and he comes back and tells me that apparently they told him that I have a feature, or gene, that supposedly, if 90% of the planet had, that there wouldn't be two-thirds of the problems on the planet. This continued for about a year or two. He would get abducted, I would ask questions, and then he would go and ask the aliens the questions I asked them. They told me a wealth of information, everything from details about what weapons they use, to that Earth is a nature reserve, and that there's park rangers patrolling the outskirts of the solar system that they don't want to be found, that it's actually illegal for them to land on the planet. They have to have a license to abduct people. Different descriptions of different alien races. It was all pretty fantastic to hear about. The creepiest thing they told him was that if there's someone that nobody will miss, the example being, and I quote, a rapist drug addict, then they'll pick him up and dissect them while they're still awake. Supposedly the aliens he talks to have a kind of parasitic versus symbiotic morality, rather than right or wrong. They think that humanity is relatively immature, and more parasitic than symbiotic. If someone ends up violating interstellar law, they can be legally killed. All sorts of shit. They also said they don't want to become known to the public, and that they were essentially spies. After a while, he said that these shape-shifting pink aliens would visit him outside his house, looking all pruney, as he put it, and that he had the very real sensation of being grabbed by them at one point. At one point, he tried to take a picture of them, and they popped out of existence, then came back and told them that if he managed to take a picture of them with his phone, they would have grabbed it and smashed it. One day, I asked the guy to have him help me move after I graduated. He ends up faking on me, says something about me being a reptilian in the car, then splits and ghosts me. 
I haven't heard from him since, and the other people I met through him have stopped talking to me also. The Pascagoula Alien Abduction Story On October 11th, 1973, 42-year-old Charles Hickson and 19-year-old Calvin Peter were out fishing when they saw a huge shining light across the water. At first they assumed it must have been the police, who were checking up on them to ask about their fishing licence, but when they looked up, they claimed that they saw a football-like shape flying above them. They say the ship then proceeded to land, and three alien creatures emerged from the ship. They described these creatures as having crab-like claws. The creatures then grabbed the two men, and they claim that at first they were terrified, but then suddenly very calm. They say that they must have been injected by something, because they didn't even have the ability to resist the aliens. The aliens then proceeded to run a bunch of tests on them, which Hickson and Peter claim that it was tests that they had never seen before. The aliens then proceeded to drop them back off, where they found them. Hickson and Parker then, after much debate, decided that they needed to go to the authorities. The police described them as seeming to be paranoid, as Hickson and Peter were terrified that these aliens were going to come back after them. After talking to Hickson and Peter for a while, they came to the conclusion that the story was fake, but they decided to put a secret recording device in the room with them to make sure. The results of that recording made the sheriff of the police department believe them. The reason for this is because even with nobody else in the room, and without having the knowledge that they were being recorded, they kept talking about the alien abduction and how terrified they were. Here is a quote by Hickson from the secret recording. Jesus Christ, God have mercy. I thought I'd been through enough of hell on this earth, and now I've got to go through something like this, see? Hickson said. But they could have, you know, I guess they, well, they could have harmed us, son. Even with having no knowledge of the secret recording device, they kept going with the story that they were telling, and they kept mentioning over and over again how terrified they were that the aliens were going to come back. This is why this story is often considered one of the best cases of evidence for alien abduction. If they were making up the story, they would have had no reason to keep up the act that they were terrified of the aliens coming back, with no one else in the room. Another piece of evidence for the story is that they are not the only people who saw the UFO. Over 50 people called the police department that night to report seeing something unusual in the sky. Was I abducted by Tommy Gunn 12782? When I was about 10 years old, I woke up to a bright flash in the middle of the night, covered in sweat, with a small football shaped wound on the inside of my right forearm. By the time I came out of an extra heavy sleep fog, I realised that whatever I was covered in was not sweat. It was more viscous, but not sticky. I just tried to ignore the whole thing. I was 10 and had no reason to be afraid or curious. All I cared about was baseball. Several people, including my parents and baseball coach, asked me about the scabbed over wound, but I just said I didn't know where it came from or how I got it. It was a true statement. I was a rambunctious ten-year-old boy who ran around with my buddies all summer, so injuries, cuts and bruises were not uncommon. Eventually it healed, and I tried to ignore what had happened. I didn't think it was anything bad, I just couldn't explain it. 
I've been interested in UFOs and the truth about them since I was young, but I can't say that this event triggered my interest per se. The only other thing that made me question it is from childhood to this day, I cannot look at a grey. Whether it's on TV, in a book, magazine or online, whenever I'm watching Ancient Aliens or Hangar One or whatever, if a grey pops up on the screen, I instantly have to look away. And I'm overwhelmed with a fear I cannot explain. Keep in mind, I'm the type of guy who isn't afraid of anything or anyone. I'm not the type of guy who ever raises his voice as a lady, especially my wife of 13 years. She knows about my fear, but not the experience I had as a child. She just thinks it's a weird phobia, like being afraid of snakes or spiders. How maybe it is. It doesn't seem like it, though. The other night, an artist's impression of a grey popped up on some paranormal show she was watching, and it didn't bother me at all. She was like, oh wow, I just realised she didn't freak out. Good job. Before I even realised what I had said, I blurted out, because that's not what they look like. She starts rifling through image search on her phone and finds one. She holds it up to my face and says, what about this one? I immediately jerk my head away and put my hand up to shield my eyes like a goddamn little kid. I felt like such a weirdo. She believes in spirits and ghosts, but is on the fence about aliens. She kept trying to get me to look at it, saying that exposure therapy might do me some good. This is where I yelled at her for the first time ever. Get that thing out of my face. I don't want to look at it anymore. People, this scared me as much as it scared her. I think she finally realised, even though we never said another word about it. I did apologise for yelling at her, but she said it was partially her fault for pushing me. That was the end of the conversation. We're very good at communicating, and have no secrets. Well, almost, I guess. I think myself, my partner, and friend were abducted by aliens last year. By G. Wakamoli. My partner moves around for work a lot, often a new small town for a few months at a time, before we move on. We have friends who he works with who I've known for as long as my partner, so we're all very close. We had just moved to this small town, which was a steel mill town, so it was very rugged, isolated and polluted. In the days leading up to this event, I had dreamt about aliens twice. One time waking my partner up in the middle of the night, by grabbing his arm and saying, the aliens are coming, which I have no recollection of, and thought nothing of until afterwards. We were hanging out one night with a friend, and decided to go for a walk down to the beach and watch the sunset. It was a beautiful sunset, and we stayed until it got dark, before deciding to go back home. We reached the footpath on the opposite side of the house. I remember reaching the curb, and standing there and everything went weird. The first thing I noticed was the intense feeling of static electricity. Every hair on my body stood up. I had the most intense feeling of dread wash over me. I looked to my partner and friend, and by the look on their faces, I could tell they felt it too. I noticed a strange sound. The only way to describe it was a very, very loud, repetitive whooshing sound. In my head I pictured a power line swinging around like a jump rope, as that's what the sound and feeling kind of added up to. I also noticed that it had gotten very bright all of a sudden. It was like an eerie blue type of light, similar to a full moon I guess although just before this, the sky had been pitch black. 
I remember stepping off the curb onto the road, and the next thing I remember, I'm on the other side of the footpath just down by the house. My partner seemed like he wanted to go check out where this electrical feeling was coming from, because we could all tell it was coming from down the road a bit, but I freaked out and bolted toward the house. This all continued until we got inside the house. We all lay down on the ground in shock about what had just happened. For the rest of the night, it felt as if I had electricity running through my body. My fingers had gone numb at the tips, and when I put my fingers close together, it felt as if electricity was jumping from one finger to the next. My heart felt like it was beating out of rhythm, and at one point, it felt as if my heart literally jumped out of my chest, which I think was probably mostly anxiety. My first thought was possibly a down power line, but in the daylight there was no issues with the power lines, and nobody else had seemed to experience any problems with their power. For the following months, I frequently had heart palpitations, and couldn't go past my friend's house without almost having a panic attack. This only stopped after leaving the town. We have only told a few people about it, and really, we're just kind of scared, and want to forget about it, I guess. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to leave a like, and also subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, making sure to hit the notification bell so that you know when the next video goes live. So, until next time, sleep tight.